Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Big Dog! Big Dog! All right, all right, all right. What's good, sports world? Welcome to Believe in Bills podcast. I'm your host, Mookie Hawkins. On my left, we got Justice the General holding it down on the ones and twos, and obviously the guy at the bottom of the screen, the big anchor himself, uh, man, legendary Buffalo Bill, um, all pro, pro bowl extraordinaire, my guy, Ruben Brown, is in the building. What's good, my guys? I'm all good, man. It's a, it's a joyous day. It's not a victory Monday, but it's like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I know the atmosphere in Buffalo whenever there's a Bills win. And uh, the people around the country don't really get it. You know, they don't understand. I think the only people that could probably, uh, you know, understand us is probably soccer fans over <laughs> in Europe. They're probably the only ones that could understand how your daily life is affected by the win and the loss of your team, you know? So it's a, it's a lot that goes into it, but, you know, let's go Buffalo. Right. I don't think anybody went to sleep at all. You know what I mean? Like, this is this how Buffalo is. It's like, I don't think anybody went to sleep. I'm quite sure it was, it was thousands of people waiting for the Bills to get off the plane again uh, at the airport. Um, I mean, what a game. I mean, this is what we've been anticipating to see all summer, you know, with this team actually getting the opportunity to see it Friday night was just breathtaking. You know, what I mean, yeah, it was yeah. just a long time coming just to see our guys on that type of stage, first and foremost, and yeah. the way that they went out and performed in that manner. Let you know that, hey, this the team hype is, is real. Legit. The hype is real. The talents, they're, they're focused. And day one, they come out and say, "Hey, this is the standard we're gonna we're gonna set for the 2022 season." And I'm happy for them. I'm excited for them. You know, uh, the Buffalo community. I'm I'm the Buffalo community now. So I'm I once played, but now I'm in the community. And you know, also let the fans know, you know, that uh, I myself, I'm a football fan. I'm a fan of all sports. You know, I get. I get nervous and excited when I see people like Tony Dorsett. You know, I see Dan Marino. I get excited, man. I'm a football fan. And I like other sports too, but, you know, obviously playing. So now that I'm in the community, you know, I, I'm I'm happy to say, you know, we're all rooting for the, the Bills. We, we, we want to have that joyous feeling after that win. And also, we want to give a little stick it to you to the rest of the country. Oh, but for, know. you know, you know, they, everybody talked down on Buffalo a little bit. Like, why Buffalo? Oh, Buffalo. No, Buffalo's good. That's what you're jealous about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what you're jealous about. Buffalo's good. And uh, we have a, a great team this year. Um, I'd love to see them continue this uh this momentum 
that they got and they had momentum in the preseason leading up to this you know really they they've had momentum since their loss in the playoff game uh because the playoff loss was i would say don't you guys all feel like mm, that i could see the bills moving on you know mm-hmm. i mean that wasn't so much it, it was a loss we have to take it but it wasn't a loss like you think it was more like a building block for mm-hmm. the team i hope i hope i hope it's that building block and it sounds that way don't you from all reports over camp and 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 leading up to this point now it sounded as though that was the case. And yeah, it definitely does. Corrupt. It definitely does. I mean, when you look at how this Bills defense played yesterday, it just looked like training camp. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> it definitely yeah. looked like training camp. The way this defense played yeah. last night, let you. Oh. It, it, that's how they've been playing our training camp line, giving yeah. Josh Allen hell. And Josh Allen told me, you know, during training camp, you know what, it sucks in practice, but it's going to be lovely in games. And boy, oh boy, was it ever so lovely last night, the way this defense went out, seven sacks, three interceptions. Um, I mean, they definitely showed – they definitely looked like a Super Bowl contending team. I know it's week one, but, you know, Justice, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, just like Mr. Brown said – uh, the hype around this game and in the city uh, was spectacular and phenomenal to be a part of uh, every year. It's like this for the bills, whether we're good or bad, so <laughs> have one of the, if not the best team in the league to go up against the defending Super Bowl champions, a team that we very well could have saw in that game last season. And then to stomp them in their turf, the way that we did uh, was just phenomenal to watch. I mean, the first half got a little scary at the end, uh, just, just from a nerve standpoint, but, you know, the second half, ah, man, it, it was just pure pandemonium for everybody in Buffalo. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. Yeah. No doubt. And I mean, that first drive, yeah. I mean, that, that you couldn't you couldn't script a, a more perfect huh. first drive, you know, out of, out of our, our, our first time play caller in Ken Dorsey. I mean, yeah. that drive. Impressive. Look better than any Dable drive that he put together last year. It and and, and, yeah. and man, it's been miraculous drives last year. But how how well executed uh, they they put that drive together? Uh, it wasn't no duress. It was just simple. We go out here and just dissect you down the field. Super Bowl defended mm-hmm. champ Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. Like the like the, that like they wasn't even on the field that first yeah, time. Yeah, I yeah, mean yeah. that first drive was well put together. And that's just letting you know, you know, what this team is dealing with in a play caller in Ken Dorsey. So um, I was really excited about that for those guys to go out there and play the way they play. Um, just an overall review. Josh Allen, right? Um, okay. Um, 84%. 84% passing. Okay. Uh, just about almost 300 yards. He got the two no-nos. He had the two no-nos. He definitely had the two no-nos. Uh, one was his fault. And, you know, one we're going to put on uh, Isaiah McKenzie's tab. But, uh, you know, both of them owe me push-ups for that. But um, other than that, those are the only blemishes, you know, I have to even, you know, talk about Josh Allen. I mean, let's just get away with the negative stuff first, right? The interceptions, got to clean that up. I'm quite sure he knows that already. Uh, but just the overall performance in, 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 in the quarterback play, uh, Ruben, 
uh, and you didn't play with the, with with some of the greats, obviously, and Jim Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, what what do you see in Josh Allen? You know, what I mean, more or less, than that makes him better than Jim Kelly. You know, I had an interview uh, yesterday, and people were asking me about expectations and things from Josh Allen, and what that what I, you know, former player, would like to see from him. And I said I would like for him to be more in command of the offense. And when people say that, they're not really sure. What do you mean by that? Well, that means, you know, you're the quarterback. You know where all the parts are and how the play is supposed to operate and what the um, offense is designed to do. You really know the strengths and weaknesses of your offensive line and your different players around. And you can see the matchups. And a mature player, like the one I played with, Jim Kelly, you know, was able to see whether we're in a bad formation, something that's out of place, and we're going to have trouble with the play, or we need to hurry the play up. You know, it's not always getting into the right place so you can go, you know, to the house. Sometimes it's just getting in the right play so that you can get the ball off, you don't lose it, you can make some positive yards and live to fight again. So, that type of maturity was what I was looking for from him. And he showed it in leaps and bounds in the game. Uh, I think he was very cognizant of his rush that was around him. He understood the defensive fronts and what he was offered, and he took it. Uh, and when I say that, you'd notice early in the game, you would think, oh, they're going to throw the ball deep or throw something like that. Mm-hmm. No, they took the, the short passes that were the defense was allowing them just so they can keep the ball in short yardage situations so they can make easy first downs. And as far as I'm concerned, I don't think they missed the for getting a first down when they were on the field. I think they never punted. So that's a testament to Josh and his work <laughs> and what he's been doing up to now. We got a real deal. We have a Jim Kelly. Um, you know, I always hate to get into these uh, who's the best, you know, <laughs> arguments. Because I, I, I'm I'm gonna tell Bills Mafia fans, and you gotta bear with me. And I'm your brother. Uh, my my greatest quarterback is Dan Marino. You know, I'm biased because I went to University of Pittsburgh. Buffalo fans, forgive me, but uh, Jim Kelly is my brother. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dan Marino, I look at him like my uncle. <laughs> you know, but Jim. Jim's my brother. He's a real deal. He's a champion quarterback. And any quarterback, it's a tremendous honor to be even mentioned in the same conversation with Jim Kelly. So I don't think there's any greater, uh, you know, Buffalo fans don't decide to, you know, (laughs) go with sizzling over bacon. Jim is the bacon. You know, he, he, he got us here now. Uh, Josh, we want Josh to take us all the way, you know, and he has the tools there and he has the, the, the mindset that a Jim Kelly does, because you remember Jim used to be considered like a linebacker at quarterback, you know, he'd take the punishment. You'd be like, get down. Don't take, no, I'm going to lower the shoulder. I'm going to give you the stiff arm. I'm going to keep this thing going. So. Uh, there's a lot of similarity, and I'm sure, and obviously we know that Jim has talked to Josh, and I'm sure Josh has maybe studied and Jim's imparted some stuff, and, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, 
listen, the team is better this year because we have better players on it. Plain and simple. Plain and simple, right? Plain that, and simple. That's Definitely. good, true. In the days that I played and before me, I practiced against Ted Washington, Bill Hess, Pat Williams, Bruce Smith, Bryce Pop, Chris Spellman. I mean, uh, it, that's a list. How about wow. how about the practice? <laughs> how about the practice on that? So I can I can attest to what Josh is saying when he says he they getting it get rowdy with their defense because hey they as good as what we face out there when we go. I I had no problem facing Cortez Kennedy, which I was very nervous facing, but I had practice against Big Ted and uh, Bruce all week. So right. let's get it on. Right. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I don't see the, the as good as it gets in, in here. So now let's go win a game, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> um, so Josh has that, he has a lot more athletic, capable players. And, and then here's the key uh, at the end of the day, uh, I can boil this game up into one word and it's a word that coaches love to use it's called execution they executed their game plan perfectly um, will that happen every week no because an interception by a little misthrow or not sure catch that's gonna happen mm. but you as if you're a good team and you want to pat yourself on the back and be recognized as, as a good team. You have to execute and you have to win on the road. Those two things the Buffalo Bills did and they're more than capable of continuing to do. Uh, and just, Lord, I mean, look, they clean this up and, and get better. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's, I'm, I'm reserving my tickets to... now. For <laughs> <laughs> real. I mean, you know, it, it, it's – scary that they had four turnovers yesterday yeah nobody's even talking about that yeah they they, they have four turnovers and still managed to put up 31 points and still managed to beat the super bowl defending champions in they building by 21 points nobody's even talking about it, it is hard to win turning the ball over four times mm -hmm. against the the crappiest team in the nfl but to do it against the Super Bowl defending champs on the road. And Trust that didn't me. even matter. That's real scary. It's, everybody's talking about, okay, well, the Bills had a perfect game. So they, that game no. was nowhere near perfect. No, they got but ways the, to the, go. The sheer, the, the sheer domination of it just superseded all the, 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 the bad spots of the Bills, per se, the, the bad plays yeah, yeah, yeah. that they did have. Once they clean that up, I don't yeah. I don't see a team. I, I just don't see a team. I, I, they, I don't want to be, you know, just like clearly optimistic or saying like way they play like this, it's not a team out there that can beat them. But if they play better, and then we know that they're capable of playing better. I really I just can't see a team beating this squad. I mean, what they just put on display gets Aaron Dowd on obviously the, the 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 best defensive player in the NFL. Yeah, by yeah. fire. Yeah. You got Jalen Ramsey, probably the best uh, 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 perimeter defender yeah. in the game. Yeah. yeah. 
Not a problem. <laughs> Not a problem. So what combination defensively that the Bills are going to face down the line, other than that combination that they just faced last night, that's going to be an issue with this Buffalo Bills offense? I don't really see it. Justice, what, get, get, what's, your, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, you know, start off, you know, in the, the last six games, the Buffalo Bills have not punted in four of them. And that's kind of nutty. You know, when you talk about dominance, that's about as good as it gets. And of course, last night, you know, we talked about the turnovers and it looked a little sloppy. It looked like, ah, this is team. The only team that I can see beating the Buffalo Bills is the Buffalo Bills. And last night, it, it kind of showed that, right? You're up against the team that just, just raised the banner, literally, mm -hmm. that same night. And, you know, you, you are dominating them in every way, shape, or form until you start beating yourself. And then you allow them to come back into the game. Once you shore up all those mistakes, it, it's a landslide. You run away with it. You got Josh throwing for 85%, probably should have been 90% for being completely honest. You know, the, the interception to Isaiah McKenzie probably definitely wasn't his fault. And also, even to throw to Crowder, you, you, you maybe want to see Crowder come back to the ball a little bit instead of fading the way he did, but uh, it wasn't the greatest throw in the world. Um, you know, you, you take a look at how Dorsey was doing. You, know, you saw the offensive line be a lot more impactful in the run game than you ever saw it under David. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. you, you got people pulling. You got sweet plays designated. Mm -hmm. Like it, it just looked more concise. And uh, I thought that was absolutely huge. Devin Singletary averaging six yards a carry. Josh Allen, I, I didn't even think Josh Allen was going to be running this year at all. Who comes out and give you half a century in rushing yards, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the, de the defense is, is – we'll get to the defense later, but – um, the way De uh, Dorsey, excuse me, was able to just come out there and put his stamp on this offense, put his stamp, like he put the league on notice, right? Everybody was talking about, oh, we don't know about the Bills. We don't know about Josh Allen. They lost this all-time great offensive coordinator. <laughs> and another guy comes in and none of the turnovers were his fault. Like he called essentially a perfect game if we're being completely honest. Oh God, a good game. Uh, I mean the 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 Cook fumble, the the Moss fumble. I'm a proponent of just letting Devin Singletary work. I like those yeah. guys, and they're good secondary guys. But I feel like Devin Singletary is ultra talented, and he could be a top ten back in this league if he was given the opportunity to do so. Yes. Again, if you look at six yards per carry. He only got what eight attempts or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. You know, so um, I want to see more of Devin Singletary. Uh, but it, you you couldn't ask for more. Like I mean, outside of the turnovers, it literally was like watching the same watching the uh, the Patriots playoff game. You know, uh, you didn't see the punter on the field once except to to hold the ball for Tyler Bass. So um, <laughs> right. it was a lot of fun to watch last night. But uh, what what you guys think of the defensive effort that was put on display? Group. Well, defensively up front, it started there. You know, uh, let's. Let's just pull the Von Miller thing out. Out, I mean, two sacks, first game in. Wow, that's pretty impressive. You know, I mean, we were thinking maybe one sack, maybe some pressures, but you know, two sacks. All right, now the uh, the defense alignment that we've been expecting to be stout with the run and give us some, you know, some depth and activity up front, so that we can rush for and we're not sending blitzes all the time and we can get in the coverage, it's happening. Um, it, it, they've gotten off to a really good start. Now, how good is the Rams' offensive line? 
<laughs> that is the question. <laughs> and that is to be seen, you know, because this is the thing about defense, guys. Defense always gets off to a great start before offense. If what we saw from the Bills offense is rare. Very, very rare. And you you in rarefied air when you're a first first game in, your offense marched down the field, score a touchdown with no problem. And then your defense is usually even when you go to camp, the defense is always faster because the concept of defense is just simpler. Go get the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? And offense, you all right, eleven of us move the ball. There's not one of us moving the ball. Well, in defense, you can be a little bit more athletic and freelance because your job is to, you know, go get the ball pretty much. And so they usually have an advantage on how they can play and, and they can disrupt a lot of uh, offensive lines early. I know myself playing O-line, we would play early in the season a defensive line that we thought we were going to catch all kind of hell with and then you know, as we gel and play better together and get to know a little bit more nuances and picking up some of their tendencies a lot better because the first game, you don't know too many of the tendencies of which way the guy likes to slant and stuff. So uh, they got that advantage. So I would say I'm hesitant to shower like a super a ton of optimism i'm the optimism i have is for the office uh, unbelievable i'm excited for that because i know what it takes to develop an offense and get it to move consistently and they're doing that they've been doing it for several years this defense is going to face tougher lines this that's why i'm making this statement I think that the lines that they will face are going to be tougher, and that's when we will know what we really have. Because if they are this, what we saw um, this Thursday, yesterday, on a consistent basis, then our defensive line is greatly improved. And I, I look, I ain't even touched linebackers and DBs because all the any Bills Mafia, anybody from Buffalo know we we good in that department. Mm -hmm. You know, we we strong at the DBs and we're strong at the linebacker position. Guys can run around and make plays in the pass from the linebacker position. They can they can cover and, and be effective in the pass game. And if they come, they're gonna be dangerous coming. And same thing with our DBs. DBs can can get on you, and if they have to come up for support, they they rugged dudes. They not they not no. I mean, I mean, everyone teased Dion. Dion never tackled anybody. <laughs> no, they're they're not one di dimensional players. Is what I'm trying to say. I'm I'm sorry to cut. Not <laughs> prime time. Prime time is the man right now. So, um, but you guys see what I'm saying. I, I'm totally impressed about the effort that the D-line put out. What was it, Mook? Six sacks, seven sacks? Seven sacks. Seven, seven sacks. sacks. Two two by Vaughn, and the rest is spread out throughout the, the group. And and I'm going to tell you. And got a pick. And a pick. Yeah, yeah. So that's what you want from your D-line. Take all the heavy lifting off your linebackers and DBs. Make the job easy for them. Get in the face, throw them hands up, be around the feet of the quarterback, make it uncomfortable for him to throw the ball. And if he, if our D-line consistently do that, what we saw yesterday, 
Um, oh man. Now, wait a minute. While while we're talking about D line, someone got dinged up. Uh what's that D tackle that got dinged up? He, he came out for a second. Ed Oliver. Oliver. Ed Oliver. Oliver, yeah. Oliver. Now that's a guy we we hanging a lot on him. Yeah, gotta have him. We, Ed is gonna have to have a pro bowl year. They don't have to have. I know he wants to, but uh, Vaughn being there, Ed's got to really bring some weight, you know, be effective all around game. You know, uh, he's going to have to push the pocket when he's double teamed and stuff like that to make it make it congested for the quarterback to throw in. Uh, and when he gets a one on one, he got to win, you know, because that's why uh, Vaughn is there. You know, so that you guys can get some one-on-ones. You get one-on-ones. You pro football players. You're getting paid. Let, let's see it. <laughs> you know, right. uh, and they have the ability. You know, is what we're talking about. They got the ability. They've gotten off to a tremendous start. Let's see them maintain it. I reluctantly, you know, and it's not an old line deep line thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I I just know the development of a season, and I, I'll give you an example, guys. Um, we uh, I think it was a uh, Drew Blesso's first year in in Buffalo, and our offensive line was scattered with young guys and inexperienced guys. We went down to Jacksonville and we shut them out. They get did, did not breathe on Drew, did not breathe on him, but. The rest of the season, <laughs> we fell apart like a bad joke. I mean, <laughs> our guys were in and out of lineup. We didn't have any consistency, and there was no more. And that that was early in the game. I think the second game, first or second game of the season, and we were thinking, oh, man, we are we going to walk all over everybody. No, nah, that wasn't the case. They changed up the D-line and changed some schemes, and a player went down, and the next thing you know, I think we ended up three and three and thirteen that year. I, mean, <laughs> I hate to say yeah, we don't we don't want to relive any one of those, but nevertheless, yeah, this defense, so, this yeah, defense they look here. great. They look great. They look like they're off there. and getting off to a good start is a big thing, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, it's it. definitely a big thing because some of the things that I, you look at in this defense last year that was issues. One wasn't getting to the quarterback. Uh, two. They really couldn't stop teams on 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 and running the ball. You know, they had some difficulties there uh, with stopping the run. Um, you know, third down percentage, they were, you know, clearly one of the best when it came to getting players mm-hmm. off the field on third down. But when you look at those three categories, seven sacks yesterday, um, uh, they 46 percent uh, on third down for the, for the rounds. That's that's relatively high. For this mm-hmm. Bills defense uh, to give up forty-six uh, percent on third down, but when you look at the flip side of it, the Bills was ninety percent on third down. Oh, That's it. crazy! Yeah, uh, yeah, all right yeah. on third down. Oh, Where is the Bills defense again? Again, we're talking Jalen Ramsey, Aaron. Yeah, Allen. yeah. When they, when they, when, they, when it's time for them to make their money, they, they, they was a no crawl, no show. Ninety percent on third down, and we talking game, once bro. again. Dr. Josh, surgery with a chainsaw yesterday. So um, you look at the run game when they only held 
the Rams only 52 rushing yards. Yeah. A guy like Jordan Phillips, 6'6", 340 pounds, yeah. he had two sacks yesterday. Yeah. Uh, you know, when he was with the Bills two years ago, he led the team in sacks, nine and hey. a half. So now yeah. you got that back. You add that with Von Miller. You revamp, uh, you know, the defensive line again with Tim Settle and Daquan Jones. Uh, you know, a more mature Ed Oliver to go around mm -hmm. with this group. Greg Rousseau, who had a sack as well. Boogie Basham with the with the tip interception. Mm -hmm. So clearly, on full display last night, the Bills defensive line clearly showed you probably one of the best rotations you can see in the NFL on display. Week one and Shaq Lawson was inactive. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was wondering about that move. So, what's the deal? Is it just a depth thing or is it health? It's just a depth thing. Oh, all right. At, Whoa, that's a big talk. Yeah, yeah, it's a depth thing. This team is really deep, bro. Like wow. you look at, you got two, you got you got draft picks that's really ahead of Shaq. Even though the Bills drafted right. him first, right, you know, right, when, right, you know right. with the Bills, but you got you got Boogie Basham. Uh, you got Rousseau, you got uh, uh, Von Miller, obviously, yeah. and you got Epinesa. Those four guys, and then this Shaq Lawson. So, oh. and Espinosa, I think he, you know, he played well. So it's going right, to be right. topsy turvy. Like when you play a team like New England, you may see Shaq Lawson suit up that game because he sets the edge a little bit more better right, in the right. run game than most do pass rushing the quarterback. So that's why you probably didn't see uh, Shaq yeah. Lawson this week. You may see him next week, but this is how deep this Bills defensive line is when you got guys like Shaq Lawson, a healthy scratch, you know, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, we that. saw it all training camp long. We saw it all training camp long and we saw it on full display last night. And the scary part about it again, it could get much better. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when you look at, yeah, yeah, you was definitely right. Bills fan 1970 style of toilet paper got replaced with, Jordan Phillips, a guy who, you know, knows Leslie Frazier's scheme, thrived in yeah, it, yeah, excelled yeah. in it, earned his bag out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. now you bring this guy back for, you know, the family dollar discount, just like Shaq Lawson, and look what you get. You know, yeah. look at the rewards you're getting because guys want to come back here to Buffalo because they love the process, they trusted the process, want to be back in the process. Mm -hmm. And just look at the return, what you're getting, the way that those guys went out there and shut down the Super Bowl defending champs in that fashion, they don't know what hit them. In the words of UG Robinson, sometimes you just got to just punch boys in the mouth, and that's what the boys just did last yeah, night. Yeah. Went out there in L.A. and punched them all in the they mouth, the offense job. and in defense. And this has definitely got uh, the, uh, the city of Buffalo rocking right now. Yeah, definitely yeah. rocking right now. Buffalo I, on point. Uh, I, I think one of the coolest things about last night's performance is, is the fact that when you look at the film and, and you see how the D-line played, Von Miller specifically, his sacks came from domination, which yeah. we don't see a ton in Buffalo, right? Typically, the sacks are because the, the secondary is so good, the quarterback has nowhere to throw, and eventually somebody yeah. gets there. Von Miller is going up under people. He is going yeah. through. Like, the it's, it's the domination factor that I think is the is the most encouraging to me. Uh, you know, you you look at the when Matthew Stafford uh, fumbled the snap and Greg Rousseau saw he, he took advantage of it. he ran right yeah. through the tackle and, and got to the, the ball carrier. Jordan Phillips was absolutely magnificent last night. Yeah, yeah. Um, those those two sacks were so uh, important, you know, and, and just the energy he brings 
having that back in Buffalo is going to be important as, as anything oh, yeah. else he brings, you know? Yeah. Um, and also, I think the secondary is a big part of the D-line success. So I, I think that's the one thing where, you know, what Mr. Brown was talking about how over time, you know, they might take take a, a, a step back. Um, I think I think our secondary is maybe a contingency plan for that because when you look at how Dan Jackson has been playing since Tredavious White went out, he has been like oh yeah Pro Bowl caliber type you know cornerback uh, over there. Christian Bifford, the guy who I've been talking about since we drafted him, looked phenomenal last night. Kyrie Elam even looked good. Like what about my pick guy? Dane Jackson, my pick guy. Oh, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, no, Dane. Yeah, Dane Jackson. Um, I, yeah, I, I even, yeah. I, Cooper Cup is literally the only receiver who could do anything versus his secondary last night. Yeah, and yeah. He was the best receiver in the league last year. So yeah. that that says a lot, you know. I, I and, and I think the fact that you you have your your Von Miller who's going out there and making dominant plays to get to the quarterback. So you're gonna have to give him extra attention. And Oliver. I mean, we we've seen what Ed Oliver can do versus yeah. cover. It, it's if you want to single block Ed Oliver, that's your own funeral. Yeah, yeah, you know, sure. If, <laughs> if, if Jordan Phillips is going to continue to bring this type of pressure and this type of energy to go along with those two, is 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 going to be complete madness from this defensive line all year. Uh, and I'm excited to see it. And then you got Boogie Basham out there. I don't like the fact that he is number 55, but yeah. I do like him getting his hands up in the air, getting a catch. Uh, you know, making and making a really big play there. So uh, I, I just, man, I, and then another thing is you take a look at the Rams offensive line and, and you know, they, they lost a, a legend and they lost yeah. some as well. Um, the Bills were in that predicament at one point where they didn't really have a solidified offensive line, you know, and, and they, it was, it was hard for them to win games, but uh, you know, uh, the defensive line taking advantage of that is something that I am looking forward to seeing all year because you only face the Indianapolis's and and the you know Dallas don't even have a good O line no more. But those type of teams only a few times out of the yeah, year. And if you can have the confidence of a, of an elite defensive line because they're beating up on all these other people, they might you know actually come in and dominate those good offensive lines just from the momentum. You know, so uh, I, if 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 week one is indicative of how this season is going to go, the Buffalo Bills will undoubtedly be lifting up the Lombardi in February because you look at the Bills schedule and you say, oh, this, this one's tough. That might be a green day. Oh, Kansas City. The Buffalo Bills are that team now. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills are the team that every other team in the league looks and they see Buffalo on the schedule and they oh, Damn, man, we gotta play the Bills. They're the good team now. You know, this is they're the the they're they're the you know the the standard now. You know, mm-hmm. everybody is trying to accomplish what the Bills have accomplished. And you got the AFC West trying to do what they do, mm-hmm. you know, stacking up and everything. But the beauty about what Brandon Bean and, and Sean McDermott have done with this team is they have set this team up for success on longevity, you know. You got the best quarterback in the league, and then you got a top three wide receiver, and then everybody else is kind of like just really good. You know, it's it's not like top heavy. The depth is crazy. They they have the best roster in the league, bar none, in my opinion. Um, so uh people trying to emulate the bills by going out and signing all these free agents. I mean, you're gonna lose those guys eventually. They're already superstars. The Buffalo Bills are developing 
superstars. They got a sixth round pick out there starting over mm-hmm. the first round pick and ball. Wait, 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 wait. You got a sixth round pick and a seventh round pick. Dane Jackson yeah. was a seventh round seventh pick. Round pick. Christian Benford was a sixth round pick. That's coaching. And and it's just it, it's so crazy. I'm 27 years old. As soon as I got into football, the Music City Miracle happened, and I got to watch 17 uh, years of disappointment. So yeah. now I get to see this, and it just makes my heart happy. I didn't get to see the days where you and you know Jim Kelly and those guys are out yeah. there doing your thing. You know what I mean? So uh, this is this is really special. You know, my years and- were a little spotty, so <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I was in college watching uh, Thurman and Bruce and all those guys doing doing that thing, and then to actually get up and be close with them and, and experience what it took to do what they did is, is what I learned. Uh, but the one thing that I know that all good teams do well is they learn like success is, you know, winning is a, is a contagious losing's contagious. You know, you can, you can lose not in, you know, just by the things you think about in your head before you even get to the game, you, you'll lose the game. But once you've won, you start thinking about all the things you did to, to help you win, and you pull that off a couple of times. The next thing you know, you're in a routine, and nobody can stop you. This has happened to me several times uh, through our playing career. Happened a few times in Buffalo. We had lost a few games, and then – you know, we get on a run. Once you get one, two, maybe that third game under your belt, then it's it's a wrap. People got to the people gonna be scared because mm-hmm. that momentum is almost impossible to stop. I I wrote it with the Chicago Bears all the way to the Super Bowl. Now we lost lost to the Colts, but also I remember years where we would do that through the season. We would get on a run. And teams that can get on sustainable run. Yeah. And Kyle Orton. <laughs> Kyle Orton. Kyle Orton carried the rock boys through the rock for us half the year. We ran the ball with Thomas Jones all, all the time. And and Brian Erlach and them and Mike Brown, they were taking the ball. They were like an offense over on defense. Peanut Tillman was knocking the ball out there, left them. They were scoring more points on defense than we were scoring on offense. So <laughs> You know, and, and and I learned from them in that group. We got a momentum going. And the year before, we had only won three games. The next year, we come, we went on like a nine, eight-game win streak. Once we got the taste of that in our mind, nine-game win streak through a long, tough season, oh, man, it, it was a wrap for everybody. So I can say that these are the types of things that – will encourage more success for the Bills. They've put together, gone out, executed, got their first win under the belt. And they're expected. There's a lot of pressure on them to reach this goal of that's set in front of them. But they can't bite off a, a bigger piece than they need to. Correct the small mistakes. Enjoy the win. Enjoy how good it feels. Work so hard that you, I got to have that again. I got to, oh, no. Losing, no, victory, I want victory Monday every time we play. 
you know, and you'll get in a habit of it. And trust me, it's true. It's really true. As Peyton Manning, as as Tom Brady, you know, I know the same thing. They know, you know, you get on, you get on a run, and the thing's rolling. It's a wrap. And same thing happens with losing. You get two two losses in a row. You're you're really in a in a jam. But you get two two three wins in a row, and this team is built for that. And you can have two three wins in a row when you're a team that's good enough to hit the road and win on the road. Right. All the different factors that come in play. I'm sure Von Miller had a lot of back and forth going in, you know, but he focused in on the game. They got the win. There's a lot of hype leading up to the game. Everybody focused in. They got the win. No doubt. And, 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 and hopefully with being, and I'm sure McDermott is, because he's he's that, that guy, you know, he's that process guy. He's reminding them to savor it. It's hard to win in the NFL. It, mm-hmm. it people talk bad about the years that the uh, who was it uh, Detroit Lions uh, and uh, somebody else went uh, winless. They didn't win a game. Detroit and, again, right? <laughs> well, that was Detroit. <laughs> but one game. I can't remember who the other team was. But I, I feel was. I feel so bad for teams that don't win a game Cleveland. because. Honestly, yeah, teams, they did go. Yeah, Cleveland. I think Cleveland also. Yeah. So, I think teams that don't win games uh, uh, practice and work harder, honestly, than teams that win. Honestly, because they feeling uh, themselves. Uh, well, the teams, the teams that, that lose, they looking for every. Uh, they looking for everything. I mean, they go. They get bringing psychologists in, <laughs> talk to you. They try to. What is the problem? Yeah, you trying to figure out everything. Whereas the um, once you got on a roll and you winning, it's just more of the same. Let's right. let's keep this going. Let's not get off track. Let's keep the focus here. It's it, you locked in. Whereas when you're losing. You, where how do we, where do we go to get locked in that you don't know yet you're still struggling to find that and and your your mistakes are bigger you know um but when you win like the bills went one uh, along with uh, being uh, all the good coaches that I've had they are really great at uh, helping you know uh have that feeling and enjoy that feeling mm-hmm. but they're always keen to point out those mistakes because those mistakes i mean let's look at the mistakes in the bills games the turnovers the fumble these things could have cost the game it didn't mm-hmm. but it could have on offsides could have cost the game you know um because we don't know if we're going to be in a dog fight down to the last second and that offsides penalty was the yardage we lost. They didn't get the first down. Now we're out of the game, you know, or, you know, uh, a fragrant foul or something, something like that. So, or, 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 or just a turnover. We, you turn the ball over, you fumble the ball or something like that, or you, uh, you don't catch it and it goes into the uh, DB's hands. Well, you may not get the opportunity to go back out there and play again, a la uh, playoffs in Kansas City. Right. You know what I mean? You might not get back out there, even though you're good enough to do it. You might not get out there. So, 
as excited as we are today about the Bills, how great they look and everything, they have just as much work to maintain it. Maybe more work to maintain what they got going uh, for the future. Um, no doubt. Um, Coach, Coach, I got a question at, for you. When you when you look at this is one thing about this Bills defense um, I want to touch on. No blitzing yesterday. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blitz. That's the key. All right. So Coach McDermott, Coach Frazier finally got what they were been looking for since he's got hired as the coach. He finally found a four-man rotation that can get pressure. He finally found a four-man rotation that could pretty much dictate the game, that could dictate the line of scrimmage. Once again, well, very scary for those guys not to blitz at all yesterday to come up with four sacks, three picks. Tremaine Edmonds had 10 tackles. Okay. That's nobody's where you wanted to read in that. the stat sheet. Yeah. Right. Nobody's even talking about that. He had 10 tackles. Um, and, again, yeah, they went out there basically with, you know, I, I'm not knocking – you know, where they selected Dane Jackson at in the seventh round. Because to me, Dane Jackson was a steal in the no, seventh round. come on. Hell um, the pit. Come on. Sure. Right. Hell the pit, right? Um, <laughs> Christian Benford. Yeah. Come on, man. From Villanova. We talking FCS school. FCS school out here starting in the NFL. A six-round pick. You going out there, the you just best roster you just, in the league. You're rotating rookies yeah, 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 in yeah. against Cooper Krupp and company. All right. I mean, okay, Cooper Cup gonna get off, but nobody else. I mean, Allen Robinson was only targeted twice yesterday. Shut down. Twice yesterday. You got OB Beckham uh, over there in the in the in the, in the Ram suite tweeting yeah. Sheesh Bills Mafia. I can't, yeah, you know, yeah. we even know what he's gonna say after that. I can't wait to join y'all week 10. And that yeah. you know, he said he, said he wanted either happen. three or seven. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely gonna happen. So oh Beckham wanna come to Buffalo now. Oh anybody wanna come to Buffalo now. Buffalo is the place where players wanna come now. All right. They want to I'm gonna tell y'all, man. I, I'm gonna tell you. I was drafted by the Bills, and when I was drafted, I wasn't expecting to be drafted by them actually. And we did we really weren't educated on where Buffalo was. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, oh, we'll be in the city tomorrow, you know? No, not even. Not going to make it to the city from Buffalo. So we get there, and from the get-go, from the get-go, it was like a college atmosphere. One of my buddies that played, Keith Hamilton, who played for uh, for the Giants at the time, as a D tackle for the uh, New York Giants, and when I was drafted, he told me he said, "Oh man, you lucked up. You went to the best spot." I was like, "Really? You in you in New York and everything?" He's like, "Man, that's football up there." So the outside world has no idea. Like, if you play football, you want to play in Buffalo. If you play professional football. Out of all the places you could play, you want to play in Buffalo. Trust me. Because if you came from a college that had any type of pageantry whatsoever, and I played the Ohio States, I played the Notre Dames, I played the Miamis, and you name it. I'm Texas. All right. And the pageantry and the, and, and the fan base behind them 
It's like no other. Mm -hmm. And you go to the NFL, you lose that. That doesn't happen. Let's talk about all the different fan groups around the league. Dog pound. Dog came. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> but the dog pound had to come up to Buffalo and hang out. We showed them a good time. They love it. You go to the Patriots fan, they ain't got no fans. You go to Giants fans, Jets fans, they ain't got no fans. Um, the, um, Green Bay, they are right. No, they okay. Pittsburgh got a strong contingent. But time and time again, we've shown over and over, over all the years, Buffalo runs this show Good when or bad. it comes to fans and the support of their professional team. So for, for football players, you want to be in, in the football world of the hot spot and this place to be and, and do your job and, and, and have the comforts of, you know, the right environment for doing your job. Buffalo's it. Buffalo always has been it. You know, I'm partial to Chicago because I chose to go out there also. But a lot of you, I, I, I've talked to a lot of people from Buffalo that know that uh, Buffalo and Chicago are like cousins, brothers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Buffalo's not like Pittsburgh. It's not like New England. It's not like Jacksonville. It's not like any of these places. It's, you related to Chicago. Y'all cousins is in Chicago. Trust Windy me. City. Yeah, your family there. You look at Jim Kelly, he didn't want to come to Buffalo. Now nah. he lives in Buffalo. Now he lives uh, there. Sean McCoy didn't want to come. Yeah. Stefan Diggs didn't want to come. And yeah. they all ended up loving it here. So Steve Tasker lives there, you know, year round. All the guys are constantly coming back. You cannot uh it is a huge family event or thing. Once you become a Buffalo Bill alumni, you're a family of the Buffalo Bill community. You know, everyone there, they know you. They're going to take you in. If it's cold outside, they give you a warm place to hang. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you need to shovel you out of out of your driveway, Buffalo going to help you shovel out of your driveway. That's right. You know? City of good neighbors. But, you know, we are also a city that's that's kicking some some butt out here right oh, now. You, and, you know, speaking of kicking butt. Rough let's buff, talk, baby. Let's, rough let's, buff. Let's, let's just <laughs> chime in to our receivers. All right, our, our All right. number one and number two receivers that gave the Rams uh some fits out there yesterday. Uh, let's just chime right into it Jalen Ramsey versus Stefan Diggs all day yesterday. Justice, what's your take on that? I mean, I it kind of reminds me of the JC Jackson game, uh, when he placed the Patriots. When you know, because of course, Jalen Ramsey's a little bit of a talker, you know, he infamously cost Josh Allen trash, and now he has lost three straight games to Josh Allen in his career. Um, you know, and you can see them kind of chatting it up on the field, uh, Jalen Ramsey and Stefan Diggs. And and uh, there was a, a play where Josh he, he faked the handoff and then immediately took off up the middle. And right before he, he stepped over the line of scrimmage, he threw it in the back of the end zone to Stephon Diggs, and it, he, he just missed him. Just and, missed him, yeah. Stephon Diggs was looking at Ramsey yeah, like, he's like, he's lucky. <laughs> you lucky. Yeah. And then, you know, Ramsey over there talking, uh, he talking, talking, come fourth quarter, what was that, 50, 60 yards yeah, down yeah. the field? And then he went right back to Ramsey, and he talked yeah, to him. Yeah, I yeah, told yeah. You, I <laughs> so I, I love Stephon Diggs. I love seeing that, man. But um, Gabriel Davis – Oh man, I, people people were saying they weren't sure if he could be a wide receiver number two, another late round draft pick. Um, and 
he is really good. I mean, Stephon Diggs was a late round draft pick. So again, it's 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 the scouting. Like these guys are incredible out they here finding this talent. You know that nobody else sees the value in bringing them in, developing them, turning them into bona fide superstars. Like I don't know, Gabriel Davis is not that fast, but somehow he just keep getting behind safeties and you know making plays. So, uh, you know he he's he's you know he may not have like crazy Julio Jones, AJ Brown type physical tools, but the tools that he does have, he uses them extremely well. His hands are phenomenal. Every catch on the side, his concentration, awareness. He's a brilliant uh, player in terms of, you know, learning the playbook and executing uh, his routes and, and, and everything that goes with just being a, a good wide receiver. And I think working with the, the John Browns and, and the Cole Beasley's and Stefan, I think that worked for him. I think it's helping him become the wide receiver he is. And, you know, I think he could be one of the better, if not the best wide receiver, too, in the NFL if he continues to play how he's played in his last two games. You're only as good as, you know, uh, your last showing. His, his last showing last night was pretty damn good, and then the showing before that was legendary. So, I mean, he is definitely on the right path. Uh, the stock is trending up, and Stefan Dage just go out there and continues to show why he is, you know, one of the top paid wide receivers in the league. And, and why he is one of, if not the best, in the entire NFL. Yeah. He's, he's What's your take of, on, uh, you know, the, the Bills' um, wide receivers? Versus my receivers, man, I always love my receivers, man. They're always an eclectic group of kids, and uh, <laughs> they always far out there. Uh, and uh, I, I really took notice to Isaiah McKenzie. <clears throat> and I particularly was looking at him because of what his role is in, as a receiver. You know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it seems like that he's going to be all over the place. And uh, it is in, am I right or wrong in saying it seems as though he's filling the Cole Beasley-ish type role somewhat? Mm -hmm. and, and Probably even fact, extended because Cole Beasley didn't do the shit. Right, either. yeah, yeah. So he doesn't really have as much in his arsenal. Well, what I'm saying is, I see Isaiah having more in his arsenal than Cole Beasley. Cole was solid. He was a great player throughout his career. You know, if you were a young receiver coming in and you heard that name, you're like, yeah, I want to be like that. You know, but I think Isaiah is going to break out this year for some reason. I, I feel that. I, did, he had a miss, miss catch or something there but then to come back and secure a catch for the touchdown uh, was is a big deal for receivers guys i right. mean receivers when them balls hit them hands and they don't bring them in or they awkward they can go in a funk they they like pitchers in baseball you know, it might not be the right day for them you know what i mean mm -hmm. and you gotta put up with the finicky jokers i mean because when they're good they are amazingly good like stefan did obviously you know, Stefan is, uh, you know, I played with, uh, thank God, Andre Reed. I mean, come on. You know, I saw what he did. Stefan obviously does a lot of those types, type of things. It's a different type of uh, receiver, but I'm, I'm stating he's at that level. He's an Andre Reed level. You know what I mean? Stefan's up there. So we know what we're going to get from him. But how... The coordinator 
and Josh incorporates the rest of the receiving bunch. It's going to be uh, an ongoing developing thing throughout the season. It seems as though he's going to be content <clears throat> spreading it around to everybody, but making sure Stefan, because what was the first pass out of the out of the gates was to Stefan, right? It was a right. short pass to Stefan. Right. Secured that, got Stefan going, which all smart coordinators and all smart co- uh, quarterbacks always you have to get your your good receiver going first or else you don't want to come into the line pouting i'm open i'm open i'm open when you start hearing that from your top receiver you got problems but you start that game off the way they did i i hate starting the game off with passing the ball but the nfl is <laughs> different now than you know my day <laughs> so you know passing the ball can be considered running i and i i could talk we'll talk about that down the road incorporate the how to pass is to run but um getting the ball into stefan's hands early and often is going to be a big part of the success and in the chemistry of what's going to happen with this team once once stefan gets his hands on the ball all right who else is open who else is coming free because now that defense knows we're going to try to – they got to go over there and try to step on. Step on's getting heated up. Then somebody else is free. Somebody else is working their man and getting open. And right. I'm personally just just watching the game. I was like, oh, this Isaiah kid is going – I was thinking it was going to be a heavy dose of backs out of the backfield passing and knocks, you know, hit it to the tight end as much as possible. I know he went there, but it seems as though – that that missing piece, that dangerous piece, that uh, I guess Cooper Cup ish piece, is Isaiah's for the taking. I think. Yeah. And, and you know, you. what do you get? You guys see that at all? Or, you know. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, he. Yeah. I mean, that's what made Cole Beasley so expendable. That 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 New England game last year with with, with the game that Isaiah McKenzie had, the eleven catches, yeah. hundred twenty five yards. You can't put that on the bench no. moving forward. Like, how do you, like, put, like, Cole Beasley didn't give you those type of games all season. Yeah. But I get it. You're paying him $8 million right now. So he got to play, yeah. right? Not this year. Cole Beasley, you are gone. You don't give us no run after the catch. Isaiah McKenzie is probably the fast, one of the fastest guys on the team. And you are able to see how he's able to, you know, get the ball in short place and short and tight areas uh, and, 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 and be explosive with the ball in his hands. Um, so yeah, you look at it. One, two, and three. Those are Josh Allen's guys. And then you look at Dawson Knox. One catch, five yards. Next week it might not be that way. You know, it might, might be, be yeah. it might be Isaiah McKenzie getting eleven catches. Stephon Diggs getting five catches. Uh, Gabe Davis getting a, another five catches. Dawson Knox getting five catches. Is it, you're never going to know how this offense is is is, is going to come at you. And then again, Ken Dorsey did an excellent job of of making sure his receivers were in the right positions to receive the football, moving guys like Stefan Diggs around at the slot, moving him in motion, freeing him up to make plays. Last year, we didn't see that. You just see Stefan Diggs on the outside taking on a double team. You know what I mean? Well, so now that's just the, the part of what Dorsey brings. Him being an experienced quarterback, mm-hmm. playing at the U and all that good stuff, now as an offensive coordinator, sees the game totally different then, you know, Dable, and it's not taking nothing away from Dable. But you, you got a, a quarterback. 
that's calling the play. So he's out there as a quarterback. So the Bills is kind of like cheating right now, you know what I mean, with the offense coordinator that they do have, with the pieces that he has in this mm-hmm. offense to, you know, go out and, 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 and put on display what they went out there and did last night. And, again, they can only get better. I mean, yeah. you can't. You can't. I, yeah, I mean, you can only get better from this output. So, guys, before we, you know, we go, our hours just has passed. Um, oh let's, man, let's, it's been an hour. We ain't even touched nothing, Mook. Man, uh, we come ain't on. Touch nothing, right? We come on, man. Buffalo. Is, I, 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 I tell you right now, the way I know Buffalo, Buffalo is a type of town, and always been the town. They would sit and listen to people talk about the Bills all day long. <laughs> all right. So, you know, time constraints got us in an hour, but, you know, hey, <laughs> we, we might have to keep going. They had to catch us at another show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. One love, guys. I have to do today. It is Friday. I have other shows I got to be on. I got football yeah, practice yeah. myself. I got games I got to go scout myself. I got to do what the Bills did this weekend in the high school field somewhere. That's but, what's um, up. Before before we go, before we chime in a little bit quick, the Bills, Tennessee, or no, we're not going to talk about Tennessee. We're going to talk Tennessee Tuesday, Thursday. You catch us out. Please like, share, subscribe. Yeah, yeah. Bills Network. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be. Oh, uh, I got a know. lot of stuff to talk about Tennessee, man. Number one, I hate them. And, <laughs> and number two, the, the coach. They coach. I got long history with them, so I'm going to tease y'all with that. I got long history with them. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna get right. into that this week, fans. Are you are you are you believing Bills fans? Make sure you look us up Tuesday and Thursday. Uh we're on the on the on the fan base as well. We're on power 96.5 as well. Uh you can check us out. We definitely gonna be talking about Bills and Titans all this week. But guys, uh any concerns? Anything that you saw last night that concerned you uh in regarding the Bills? Uh running backs holding on to the ball. All right. First and foremost, and you know, just some stuff up front on the line. Uh, I, I would say just give the line more opportunity to set quick. Uh, the good thing about Josh getting rid of the ball really fast, it helps the offensive line. Just more of that, and more of giving the offensive line to be more attacking. You know, stepping forward opposed to setting up and pass blocking, and the running backs holding on to the ball. Justice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, I, I would like to see more Devin Singletary. And it's not to yes. say I want to completely like eradicate James Cook, Zach Moss or anything. I just want to see the majority of it be Devin Singletary and maybe have those guys spell him when he needs a breather or whatever the case may be. Um, I'm not too worried about the offensive line because he just went up against yeah, a monster player <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. In, our, in our generation. Uh, so, um, I, I'll do want to say before we go, um, not too many concerns. I will say that the Buffalo Bills offense had four turnovers last night and the defense stopped the defending champions to 10 points. So imagine if none of those turnovers happened, what that game could have looked like. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's, that's what I'll leave off with. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they're kind of like some concerns, but, you know, they're, they're fixable concerns. They're real, really easy fixable concerns. Like, one, yeah, know, take care of the football. Protect the football. You know? yeah. Just protect the football, yeah. one. You know, yeah. and, and what you'll get, what the outcome will be. Um, so, yeah, I really, my concerns is, I mean, damn, how can this team get better? That's the only thing I'm concerned about is how 
can this team get better? And we know they can get better. We know it's, it's some plays they, you know, that they left out there. We know some plays that they still wish they could have back, but they still won by 21 points. They ordered the pizza versus the Super Bowl. The yeah, like, man. Know, yeah. Like, they yeah, played last night. Like they were the Super Bowl defenders. Yeah, there you go. Hey, hey, act, act like it until somebody else come by and prove you different. You know what I mean? So let's go Buffalo. That's right. Let's go Buffalo. So, you know, we'll be right back at you with more Believe in Bills this Tuesday. Check your local listings for Justice in general, for, you know, former all pro guy, Ruben Brown on deck. I'm Mookie Hawkins. Only thing I got. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.